Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org. Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Daniel Toll, Principal of Christ the King Catholic School on Des Moines' South Side. We're talking to him today about kicking off the new school year, his goals, enrollment, and much more. But before we get to today's interview, let's find out what's on the Bishop's mind. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. And we're always grateful to our Sarens for their sponsorship of the radio yes. show. But uh, additional grace this week is the Sarens had their annual uh Clergy Appreciation Picnic for all oh, the clergy. Mm-hmm. They came from various parts of the diocese and converged on Walden Woods State Park, kind of off West Des Moines and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was air-conditioned, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, a great uh, fellowship and time together supporting vocations, particularly to priesthood, but but others as well. And so uh, thanks to the Sarans. I'll give you a shout-out for that. Kind of a week of blessing in a special way. We know the resumption of school, public, and parochial. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, the privilege as bishop to, to bless some of the, the new initiatives in the diocese. So Tuesday night, the Emmaus House, the longtime mm-hmm. kind of spiritual center that was mm-hmm. in the Sherman Hill uh, part, and now has moved out to 70th Street in Urbandale. And they took what was kind of a, a corporate-type building, the Urbandale City mm-hmm. Hall and library, and they've uh, transformed it into an oasis of peace. Beautiful infusion of a lot of resources there, but I was there to bless the, the facility. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heartily encourage people, as they'll have open houses in the weeks and months ahead, mm-hmm. to check that out. But the, the opportunity for spiritual direction, I know St. Anthony Parish has already had a kind of a spiritual conference there together. Wow. And mm-hmm. so it is just a splendid place. It radiates peace, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful, too. So it's just, you know, you would not know walking in there <laughs> what you're going to discover. Mm-hmm. So to, places for meditation and uh, to gather as well. So just really great. And then uh, on uh, Thursday morning, I got yesterday, I got to bless the new addition to the St. Luke the Evangelist School in Ankeny. Oh, cool. So we opened with a mass there and uh, and all those young kids, kindergartners on up and uh, just a really energizing moment. And then we went through the the, uh, the new wing, which uh, unfortunately their air conditioning is not yet working, but they'll be there soon. But uh, blessing the both the young people, the, the staff, their new teachers, and everyone. And so Father Ken Halber is rightly proud. Father Larry mm-hmm. Hoffman, the, kind of the founding pastor of mm-hmm. St. Luke's, was also there. And so uh, just a, a real great and rich thing. Hopefully they're going to have a, a marvelous school year this year as that, that community continues to grow. And then you know, yesterday evening, the new chapel at St. John mm-hmm. the Evangelist Norwalk, mm-hmm. Our Lady of Ephesus. That's not a title of Mary that you would often associate, right. mm-hmm. but uh, where the John, the evangelist, and took care of her. He looked, heeded the Lord's uh, call to, to look after his mother, and she with her the beloved disciple, her spiritual son. And so this chapel, which will be used for daily Mass, they're celebrating the Feast of St. Monica today, but it will also be a place where the consolation of Mary, you know, who uh, was assumed into heaven, mm-hmm. but the consolation of Mary for those families, they'll have wakes and times for the family to, to have the closing of the casket and everything. And it's just a, mm-hmm. a graceful addition. And so mm-hmm. the benefactors and elders who made that possible as we bless that uh, beautiful facility. Our Lady of Ephesus, and a striking image of, of Mary uh, uh, executed by an artist from Brooklyn, New York. I don't know her mm-hmm. name, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but uh, would love to have. Uh, uh, I encourage people to stop by and, and make a visit as they're able to. Of course, uh, Iowans uh, mourn the, the loss of one of our kind of native sons, even though they came from other. Don Everly and the Everly mm-hmm. brothers <laughs> died a week ago Saturday. You know, mm-hmm. their birth, their 
home where the, many of the Everly family was raised in Shenandoah. I've not paid a visit there at my uh, pilgrimage or <laughs> offer my respects, but uh, he died a week ago Saturday. You know, famous songs like Bye Bye Love, Wake Up Little Susie. I don't know if Jimmy can get us a segue, a music <laughs> segment as we break away and come back, but uh, the Everly brothers and so the Iowa native soul. And, of course, that Feast of St. Monica, that marvelous uh, moment in the Confessions, where Monica and her son, Augustine, who's now come to the faith, and they're at Ostia, near outside of Rome, near the Tiber River, and just there reflecting on heavenly things. And uh, for her to say, son, as far as I'm concerned, nothing in this life now gives me any pleasure. I still don't know why I'm here, since I have no further hopes in this world. And so my own personal grief is one of the students with whom I read that on one of my visits to Ostia. Colin Long, 26 years old, died tragically in Bellevue at the pool of his parents, and so leaving beyond his wife, Lindsay, and daughter, Preston. So condolences to them. We never know when we'll be moved from this world to the next. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. 515-440-4610 or online ashworthvision.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Our guest today is Daniel Toll, principal at Christ the King Catholic School on Des Moines Southside. We're talking to him today about kicking off the new school year, their goals for the future, challenges they overcame, and much more. Okay, and uh, I know I ran a little bit long for our Spirit Catholic Radio <laughs> listeners <laughs> in that first segment, but just wanted to give proper uh, respects to uh, a former student of mine, as well as uh, acknowledging uh, uh, artists of Iowa who have passed on. So grateful, and again, the first week of school and mm-hmm. lots of energy all around the diocese, but one who's kind of a spiritual dynamo in his own right, a, a great uh, addition to the Christ the King Catholic School community last year, but no stranger to Des Moines, so there was kind of a return visit, uh, Mr. Daniel Toll, the principal of Christ the King. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, imagine on a Friday morning, many things are breaking loose, and so for you to either close your office door and say, <laughs> I'm going to have a chat with the bishop, uh, is, a, is a grace for us as well. So, uh, it's, yeah. uh, I was it's thinking, the first time in five years that I've put a poster in my window in my office. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> usually you're a man out and about, you know, you're really, uh, no gr- grass grows under your feet as well, and you've been, uh, I think, an infusion of of great life to Christ the King School. Uh, I was just wondering, as today is the beginning of the high school football season, you know, did you do you have any kind of nostalgia or kind of wanting to be associated with football? You were a former coach here in Des Moines at one time. Is that right? Yeah, I was lucky enough to, uh, you know, coach for Dowling Catholic. And, um, you know, growing up, you hear about the football program there. And uh, to be one of the coaches there was amazing. Yes, I have nostalgia. I'm I miss it. It's just not uh, the journey God has has taken me on. 
Um, and I, you know, I, we have trivia night here at Christ the King tonight. And I texted a lot of my friends who just happened to be coaches to join me uh, for a trivia team. And they all had to decline because they're coaching tonight. So, yeah, it made me feel so much better. <laughs> Was that intentional on your part? <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, no. And, and you do see who you are as a husband and, and father. But as a as a principal in our parochial schools, uh, as part of a, a mission, but part of your vocation, you know, I think that's ever since I've known you as a young man, uh, that's been something that's very striking. You had this sense of something greater than yourself. Is that true? Oh, totally. And i i don't I don't know why it has always uh, been such a, a nagging feeling in me. But the the term vocation is is something that I just focus so much on in my life and. Um, I think it has something to do with my upbringing, with my great parents, but absolutely, it's all about doing my best, and I'm, I'm far from perfect, but doing my best to just go where God is bringing me, and I always think of Mother Teresa, you know, it's not about being happiest in the moment, it's about being fulfilled, uh, you know, in short term, but especially long term. Mm-hmm. And you were, uh, you felt that, that draw to, to education, were there any role models for you that kind of sparked that for you? Yeah, you know, I thought I was going to the NBA um, <laughs> until about fourth grade. <laughs> and in fourth grade, I just I I decided I can't go to the NBA uh, because you know it's going to be hard to be a good dad. Um, and that was one of the vocations I knew that I had early on. Uh, so you know, it was a choice, not not the fact that I you know am not good enough at basketball, right? Um, but yeah, uh, I. Uh, but from that moment, I always knew, you know, I just love coaching. I love teaching, and they're they're much in the same. So um, education was just always what was going to be meant for me, whether, you know, I've been a football coach since freshman year in college, and always being in that atmosphere, giving what I have to other people so that they can become better at what they want to do is, is just really important to me. Indeed, and so... Uh... Dyersville Beckman and then Lawrence College, uh, and uh, competed in athletics there as well. And then, uh, and mathematics, right? You you're kind of a STEM guy, weren't you? <laughs> yes, I was. Um, yeah, I grew up in Dyersville, which these days it feels extra special to say that. Uh, so shout out to that baseball game, which was pretty cool. Um, and it was it was definitely the ideal upbringing for a child. Uh, I'm eternally grateful to have been given the upbringing I did from my parents, great role models, both both always having multiple jobs, but making sure we went to Mass on Sundays and never missing a game. I don't know how they did it. Um, or never missing a recital that I had at Loris when I was doing voice lessons there in high school. Um, but yeah, I've been in Catholic schools since first grade in 1996. So uh, that's just an amazing gift my parents gave me. And then I went to Beckman Catholic, as you said, and then matriculated to Loris. Where I, yep, I studied math, um, you know, focusing on teaching, and then I minored in Catholic studies and, uh, you know, was able to meet my beautiful wife there on the track team. Um, so Loris means so much to us that uh, you would remember this day, but we were even married in the chapel there. Um, and now we have a little two-year-old daughter that shows me what true work is when I get home every night. Um, <laughs> But yes, math Lucia, was my right? teaching. Lucia, Lucia, Lucy, yeah, Lucy, Lucy, yeah. Lucy, yeah. So yeah, so 
So Allie Dalton met you on the track team, and you, this guy with math and music. He's the full package, huh, right? She just was smitten right, <laughs> right away. Right? It felt bad for me. I, I wasn't very fast. But she's like, maybe I can maybe I can throw this guy a bone. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's in the helping professions herself, and she had pity she on is. you. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, you're kind of precocious, right, in terms of administration. You were given those opportunities very soon, and uh, people recognized in you, I think, a, a maturity and, a, and a, a capacity that was beyond your years. Can, can we track that just a few steps before you ended up at Christ the King? Yeah, so I started, you know, my career at Dowling Catholic, where I taught math, and then I was able to teach theology in the summers. That was important to me, and my first year there, I said, hey, any way for me to teach theology um, and... Uh, now, Dr. Erica Arnold gave me that opportunity, um, so that was awesome. And, yeah, precocious, I mean, that's, that's a compliment. Um, I am ambitious. It was meant as sure. one, I, however you take it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. I'm ambitious. Um, I, I've been told by a few people that, you know, you got to be a teacher for seven years. Well, I don't believe in just coming up with crazy random numbers. When someone's ready, they're ready. And... And when I went to grad school, that fire just burned so bright that I had to get to, you know, I had to get to school leadership. I could not, I love teaching. I miss it so much, um, which is why I was happy to teach a little bit yesterday. But I'm, I was built for administration. That's why God created me. So I knew it. Um, I was ready to go. I researched like crazy. Um, and yeah, so after four years of teaching math, I didn't think I was going to end up being a high school principal. Um, it was almost accidental, but that's probably for another show. (laughs) Um, but I ended up getting the principal job at Columbus Catholic in Waterloo. And, um, after a couple of years there, we moved back to Des Moines where I'm beginning my second year as the administrator at Christ the King school. Uh, God continues to take me on a winding road because I've never been in elementary or middle school, but I'm the administrator from two years old through eighth grade. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a journey. Um, I'm finally cool. When I got out of high school, I became cool to the kids, so that's cool. And uh, I couldn't be more grateful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of us have long since left any hope of that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, the call and the siren song come back to Des Moines, and the opportunity opened up as well. And uh, you, you speak with such conviction that you are doing what God wants you to do which hopefully that gave you strength and peace as last year broke and the challenges that all of us face, but for you as well. Could you comment on that? Yeah, I mean, first of all, everyone listening to the show has encountered challenges in the past year and a half. And, um, you know, I'm not, you know, here to pity myself, but, you know, we in the schools, we have had a special challenge. You know, it's I'm not going to lie, it's a risky environment for a virus that uh, is pretty asymptomatic in children, right? I mean, it's almost like a breeding ground, and we have to be realistic with that. And um, schools have also been a victim of politically-based decisions in the past year and a half, and that that has kind of hurt in some ways, you know? So <clears throat> it, it's definitely been, you know, a year and a half for the books, that's for sure. I began the pandemic as principal of Columbus Catholic, um, but by that time, I had already known that I was coming to Christ the King. And uh, the last day of in-person learning there, um, you know, I, is when I broke it to my staff that I was leaving. So uh, kind of unfortunate timing there, but I'm at least glad I was able to do that in person. Um, but since I knew I was already coming here, I was pretty deeply involved with things at Christ the King early on um, because, you know, I, I want to get off to a good start. And 
you know, I was I was trying to navigate the new pandemic world in Waterloo, but I was also tapped in on things at Christ the King. So that was a unique challenge for me. Um, but, you know, for all school leaders, online learning uh, was a huge challenge. And, you know, teachers specifically, we have large hosts of self-proclaimed technology immigrants who were given their, what they have, 10 days to figure out how to go from decades of teaching in person to becoming full-time virtual educators with zero formal training on the matter. So, you know, my biggest challenge as my, you know, my primary job is to help teachers help children. So I had to put this puzzle together in a way that gave the students the authentic learning experiences and opportunities that they deserve, but also not overwhelming teachers to the point of no return, you know, no pun intended there. But Mm -hmm. um, teachers are amazing already because they've chosen this, what I would call undervalued career that I would also say has infinite purpose, especially in Catholic schools. And the best way I could help students was to make sure that we were putting teachers in a place to succeed in uh, such, you know, an uncertain and quite frankly terrible situation. Um, But yeah, it it definitely posed its challenges, but we knew the value of in-person learning. We knew the potential dangers, so we created a whole, you know, list of protocols and procedures. Um, but the biggest reason for our success was their teachers and their fidelity to the process. Uh, we, we even said in, internally, hey, we think we might be fully online by the end of September. But somehow we made it through the whole year, except uh, for that bad Thanksgiving week when it hit enough of our population that we had to make the choice to reset, go virtual, and come back healthy. Um, in a week or two, but it was a good year. It was a good year. Our kids learned. They grew in their faith in class. Um, they attended weekly mass from the first week through the last. Um, and in a pandemic, it's really that simple. Uh, that's what matters, and we kept our vision narrow there. And because, you know, trying to uh, collaborate with the teachers to, to guide and lead them, you're not just a, a simple motivational coach or a cheerleader in some way. I mean, you really have to be deliver uh, the, 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 the practical skill, the expertise, and you do so, you know, from the motivation of faith and uh, arousing that, affirming that in your teachers as well as the students as well, as you received, I'm sure, no shortage of counsel and requests from, from parents who we all have that uh, <laughs> common uh, desire to, yeah. to do well for our, our young people and to, to allow them to flourish on all levels, including the basic one of their physical health as well, and uh, and their spiritual health. And I remember being able to celebrate Mass with the 4th through 6th graders and how you were spread out throughout the church and all were masked and uh, social distance and everything else, and yet uh, there was a sense of communion there and that we were all in this. And I think, you, you know, the, the respect you command, you're not just cool, but you command, you know, you're, you're in some ways, do, do you, you know, I don't want to color this for you, do you see yourself as kind of a spiritual father of the community? I mean, I don't want to encroach on Father P.J. McManus, the pastor's <laughs> role, <laughs> but uh, a godfather, perhaps? <laughs> you know, you're right. You know, um, I could brag all day about Father P.J. and what he means to this school and this community and uh, me personally. Um, he is definitely the spiritual father. But, you know, one way I'll phrase this is, and I talk to our teachers about this, when you work in Catholic schools, you are a church leader. I don't know if I'm a spiritual father. That's for someone else to say, but I'm a church leader by definition of my job, and so are our teachers. Um, And when you decide to accept that responsibility, uh, you are making it your mission to bring every child that you encounter to Jesus, because that's what the church is for. Indeed, indeed. And so now, 
a new year and, you know, the specter of the Delta variant and everything that's there. And as you say, there's some political uh, parameters that have been established and you, you have to work within those as well. But, but in big goals for Christ the King. Can you share what some of those are? And is this part of the, the leadership to, to provide that visionary plan for, for the teachers and staff? And, and the students may not encounter that directly, but at least uh, that's that's their lived experience day in, day out. Yeah, you know, anybody who knows me knows that I shoot for the stars, maybe the ones that are too far away. But, you know, I, I'll do whatever it takes to get there, and successes are the journey. So what I would say is our school right here is perfectly set up for success. Um, there's no lying about the down year trend, downward trend in our enrollment that we were on for many years, but um, that helped me think about why. You know, why is that the case? But when I got here, I learned that we have everything essential. We have unbelievable teachers. I would put them against anyone out there. Um, and that's the most important indicator in a student's success. So we should have been kicking butt. Um, and our community <laughs> Oh, is, the old coach so comes the, out in him here. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, it, I'm working on the win-win attitude. There you go. <laughs> someone's got to lose, right? Um, our, our community is also just a, a big family. It's I've been a part of some great parishes that all have their strengths. I love our community here. Um, the diversity that we all bring, but when we come together with that singular mission, I, I think in any community, if you have that, that's always going to make it better. And like I said, Father McManus is just an amazing leader and pastor. Uh, he's dynamic. Our parish has grown in the last 15 months, even though we had to go vert. Like, no one would have saw that coming. So our parish is doing well. Our diocese is a family. The administrators are always working together on the same team. Our central office is there to support us. So with all those in place, I have a simple goal. It was a five-year plan. Now it's a four-year plan. Our goal at Christ the King is to be the choice for education within 30 minutes within the next four years. That's it. There's nothing less that we're going to shoot for. And you know what I learned from Aspirational. Tom Wilson. At- and uh, Daniel, we're going to just have to take a little break, but uh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. We'll be back with Daniel Toll. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsara.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. We have with us Daniel Toll, principal at Christ the King School in Des Moines, Southside. 
Thanks for hanging with us, Daniel. And you had made an allusion to the diversity. Uh, certainly, Christ the King has uh, Spanish masses. Uh, Father PJ and Father Ronaldo offering the, the ministry to the Latino community. And you know, South, another Southside Parish, Saint Anthony. Uh, even you know the bilingual school opportunity that they offer. Uh, what is the Latino presence, and are the teachers incorporating any Spanish into the curriculum or into the their daily engagement with people? And I'm trying to remember. Did you have that Spanish competence? Uh, I wouldn't call it competence, but, you know, it's something I'm working on. We are, uh, our parish is growing um, in, in large part because our Hispanic population is growing, and we know that's a universal reality with the Catholic Church, too. Um, this past year, our parish went over 50% Hispanic, and that's just such a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I would say, I was telling a parent this the other day, our probably one of our new top missions, we're not going to, St. Anthony has the Spanish Immersion Program, and they do a really good job of that, and they're only a couple miles away. That's not a goal of ours, but we do want our kids to get um, Spanish learning experiences and curriculum, so that is a goal of ours. We don't have it right now, um, but hopefully in the not-so-distant future, that's something our students are learning. So any any anecdotes you want to share with us from the ground up in terms of either the students themselves and things that just have kind of been moments for you where you're like, yes, yes, or or parents or, or anyone else that they're making this commitment and, of course, a sacrifice to, to provide a Catholic education for their young people, and then how that kind of manifests. So there's three questions rolled into that one question. <laughs> so the field is open for you. Take the ball and run. Yeah, um... Specific anecdotes, maybe not, but I have a whole body of experience over the last year where, quite frankly, our parents are just wonderful. And I've talked about our community. Our community is blue-collar. We are hardworking. We are humble people who just understand that Catholic education is the most important thing we can give our kids, even if that means, as you said, making crazy sacrifices in our own lives. Um, We get to teach students who come from families that don't just care about what we do, but they rely on us to get their kids to the literal promised land. Um, they're, they're supportive. Um, they challenge us, but, you know, because we're all on the same bus going in the same direction, they, they do it in a way that still shows that we're on the same team. I've never had a face-to-face meeting with a parent who wanted us to fail in our venture uh, to teach kids the, you know, the highest quality academics and get them to heaven. I would say the most common feedback I get from parents probably is, you know, it's twofold. They love the community. Um, and most of all, they absolutely adore the staff, and they should. I'm telling you, our teachers are amazing. Um, and our kids typically will say, you know, we have the best lunch in town. <laughs> and that's their proudest <laughs> moment. <laughs> that's saying something when the students don't get weary of school lunch. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm, I was astonished, but it's true. It's pretty good. I'll be down, to, I'll be down later today. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Uh, so, you know, we mentioned the opportunity for Mass, uh, the religion, the, the sacramental preparation. How is faith woven into the, the texture of life at, at Christ the King? Yeah, um, this is a great question. It's the most important question. Um, yesterday we went to Mass, school Mass, and both Father and I told the kids for, you know, what appears to be the thousandth time in the last year, that this Mass is the most important thing they will do at Christ the King and the most important thing they'll do in their entire lives. And I also immediately made a Facebook post on our school page that said the exact same thing. But, you know, I, I think the good news is we don't just say it, but we live it. I, I don't blame any school for not starting Mass 
first week of last year, but we were one of the few schools that did. And we had a pastor who insisted that we go to Mass starting week one, and we made it work in a safe manner, as you as you experienced. Because if we're going to do anything here at the Catholic school, we're going to give our students the sacrament. Um, and our kids go to confession. Um, one special thing about our school that I've learned is that, you know, for our confessions, every kid goes and speaks to Father. Obviously, the Catholic students are the ones doing the sacrament, but even the non-Catholic students get a chance to practice elements of this most important sacrament with Father. So this is how we are inclusive and diverse, because I Thank accepted... You. Thank what you, do we Dan. have like and unfortunately, we're going to have to continue the conversation another time. But uh, thank you and give my love and yeah, blessings no to Ali and to Lucy. Will do. This has been thank another edition of Making having me. Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org.